You are now tuned in to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus, the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step to finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this, and this is called the journey. Welcome back to the Journey Podcast with your host, Kieran Shaw. And your co-host, Ambianda Hundini. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. My name is Karen Siao. And my name is Antonia Hundore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to this episode. This is the third episode of the Journey Podcast, season Woo! two. We're so excited today, September 15th. And we're bringing this episode to you via YouTube and all of our streaming platforms. So last week's episode, we talked about finding hope and hopelessness, where we just kind of encouraged ourselves in the Lord and told ourselves that we have to change our we have to change our perspectives because this year, 2020, does seem like a very bleak year. However, if we change our perspectives and we find faith in God's faithfulness, we will find hope in God that this year, although it's bad for some, it can be good for some as well. We hope you really enjoyed the episode because it was very hard to film. And we're so sorry that it was video-less because of... Technical difficulties. difficulties. So this, um, from now on, we've resolved the problem. So from now on, the videos will be up on YouTube. On today's episode, we will be having a conversation. Tony and myself will be talking about the importance of family. And some, like we we, we talked about it the first episode of The Journey, season two. (laughs) That was at the premiere, the premiere of season two. Yeah, we talked about how similar we are and we share a similar story of how we even made it to New Jersey. So we'll be talking about that and we'll also be talking about how our lives have changed since we moved here. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) If you've been tuning into the show, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us through three episodes of season two of The Journey and 28 shows altogether, actually, since, since yeah, since, since the, the beginning. beginning. <laughs> so um, we just want to say thank you and welcome back. But if this is your first time listening or tuning in or watching The Journey podcast, let's tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey is a Christ-based, Bible-based podcast that focuses on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, career choices, health, marriage, singlehood, purity, celibacy, all of the above. We talk about real life problems and find real life solutions in God's word so that we can navigate through this life's journey together. And new episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all those listening platforms on our website as well, www.tjpodcast.com, and most recently on YouTube. So please subscribe to all audio streaming platforms and our YouTube channel to be notified when new episodes drop. Get ready for our birthday segment, Birthday Best! For today's birthday best. There's only one person who celebrated their birthday in the this week. I want to say a big, big, big happy birthday to my cousin, Ivania Dia. Happy belated birthday, my love. God bless you so much. I love you so much. Sorry, this is personal because she's my cousin. She's like my A1 cousin. 
experience. <laughs> but we just want to say we wish you long life, prosperity, and good health in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, we'll we'll not wish you long life and prosperity. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what that meant. I don't know, man. You meant I googled it. Yeah. Oh, you googled it. I googled. Someone it. actually wrote it out. I was like, oh, that's what that meant. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, wound up. Your Ghanaians be abbreviating everything. Like, it's too much. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Next segment. Remember, we introduced Miss K's music tips to you. So today's tips will be very, very short. Very, very simple. Because today's episode is amazing. So today's music, Miss K's music tips will consist of another vocal health tip, a praise and worship tip, and then my song of the week. So... Today's vocal health tip is, remember last week I talked about the grains of selim and then the clothes. So remember last week I also talked about hydration, how water is very, very important for a musician and pretty much it's essential to life. So for a musician, I just want to, the picture is going to come up on the screen of the grains of selim. This is very good to chew on a normal basis. And it's a free plug, according to large plug, like free plug. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're a female and you have problems with menstruation, chew these two spices. I'm telling you, I am a testament to this. I shared, I think, two years ago that I had a problem with my menstruation. I have a hormonal condition called PCOS, and it causes my menstruation to be very um, irregular. So when I think that time, that was October 2018, I hadn't had my my cycle I hadn't had it in a year at this point so I remember that's the time my brother came back from Ghana he recommended me chewing on the grains of selim and then the cloves so I was chewing 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 by God's grace my period came like came for like 18 days yeah (laughs) because it hadn't come for like a year so I guess it was all making up yeah (laughs) for real (laughs) so it came by God's grace and it was painless. And I was the type of person that when I have my period, I would like be in so much pain. I would have to call out from school, from work, because I was in so much pain all the time. So I just want to recommend that to you as a female that is really, really beneficial to your menstrual cycle, to your reproductive health system. Or your, your, yeah, your reproductive health is very, very <laughs> essential. <laughs> it's not easy, man. It's very, very essential to your reproductive system as well as it helps you. It clears you out, especially the clothes. It's like, have you ever had wasabi? Yeah, very spicy. Very spicy. And it like clears your sinuses. Yes, that's exactly what it does. And as a singer, it will really help you. So just chew on it maybe once, twice, or three times a week, especially like uh, before a performance. I think that it really does help because it, it helps me when I'm about to uh, minister, lead praise and worship. And also, that's my vocal health tip. Praise and worship tip is unity. I want us to talk about unity in the team. So I think a couple Saturdays ago, my team and I kind of, we did like some kind of fellowship bonding, gathering kind of moment thing. We just went to one of our team members' house and we had food and we kind of just talked about life. We sang songs. We just, we were just there together. And that's one thing that I do recommend for a team, whether it's a big choir or a small team with just like three or four or five, six people. I think that unity is something that the enemy really, really dislikes. And that's how he gets in between praise and worship teams. You realize that a lot of praise and worship teams or choirs, there's a lot of, um, 
disagreements disagreements and a lot of disunity a lot of discord sown between that's how the enemy gets to work so this is for our the praise and worship ministers out there that are watching and listening do team building exercises there's only the only way that um the spirit of god will flow through us when we praise and worship is if we're united in one heart one mind one soul one spirit there was um like even in the word of God, even in the word of God, we see in the book of Acts chapter two, that when the people in the upper room were of one accord, that's when the Holy Spirit came and influenced all the senses. The Bible tells us that they saw tongues of fire. They felt a wind rushing through the room. They experienced God in a different way. And us as believers, that's the only way that God can come into our midst because God is not a God of disorder or confusion. He dwells in unity. And that's actually one of our key scriptures for today. Ephesians chapter four, verse two to three. And it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. So that's just, that's something we're, we're talking about today. We're, like we said, we're talking about the importance of family because family is the number one unit. And, um, but pretty much God dwells in in a peaceful setting. God dwells in a united setting. So that's my praise and worship tip. Even before you can get together to learn to do vocal training or to learn songs or whatever, you guys have to be of one accord, one heart, one soul, one mind, one spirit. So that's my praise and worship tip today. Um, before, before I end with that, like I do recommend a lot of team building exercises, trust exercises, go out, watch a movie. I mean, right now there's COVID. So, you know, take a walk together, go to um, someone's house, play puzzles, have a movie night, have a game night. These are little, little things that can build us as a team together in love and peace and in unity. Last but not the least, my song of the week. So my song of the week this week is More Than a Song by Doonsin. Oh, you can. Oh, I love that song. You do? It's one of my favorite songs. Everybody knows that I love Doonsin. Doonsin is my guy yeah, he's at this great. point. He, yeah. He's great. One thing I love about his music is that he, he sings the word of God. Yeah, he does really not. Raw. Yes, it's very raw. His words, you have to really listen to the music on over and over and over again to understand what he's saying. It's so amazing. It's so beautiful. So, but the song is pretty much saying that it's it's exemplifying Romans twelve. Jesus, you didn't get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> the song pretty much is saying that um, we're not we don't just bring God's songs. We're bringing God our body, and it's exemplifying Romans chapter twelve verse two, saying that we should offer our bodies as living sacrifice living sacrifices pure and holy um because that's our true and proper form of worship and that's pretty much what he's saying that we're bringing him more than a song we're bringing god more than a song we're bringing ourselves as the acceptable sacrifice so go listen to this song it's amazing it's beautiful you will love it so yeah so that's miss k's music tips for today let's get into today's episode so today my sister is here we're talking about the importance of family like I said, we 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 are very similar. It's like astronomical little, in her yeah. words. <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah, it is. How similar we, we are. are. Like, Sometimes we finish each other's sentences. Oh. Like, and I, I always tell her, I'm that type of person. I, okay, so I grew up with older people. My even my my elder sister, the one that I'm directly after, she is 13 years older than me. So you can imagine the first one. 
Mm. You know, so like there's a huge gap. So with that growing up with them caused me to mature a little earlier than I would have liked. So there are certain things that I don't tolerate. <laughs> so I is I find it really, really hard to make friends with people my age or younger. But I can honestly say that Tony is one of the people that I've been able to click with because she's the same way. She's also very, very mature mm-hmm. for her age. So Tony. Yes, Karen. <laughs> Okay, so we share something very okay. Like we we keep we keep saying over and over and over again, we're very similar in so many ways. Um, one story or one life experience that we both share mm-hmm. is that we had to separate from our parents as teenagers, parents that we've lived yeah. with for pretty much our whole lives. We had to separate from our parents around the same time we moved here three years ago. Yeah, Wait, um, we moved here like. A within week a week before you or a week after yeah you. it was a week before me when's your anniversary 29th mine's 26 so three days three days <laughs> three days three days <laughs> so um yeah we pretty much moved here within three di- three days oh we're three days apart oh <laughs> that's crazy and we three years ago oh wow <laughs> we came here three years ago we're three years apart and, and we moved here three, three days, days of each other. Wow. That's amazing. Our relations be like. <sighs> Seriously, if we keep going on and on about what's similar we'll about forever. us. Yes, for real. So, like, we went through a very interesting experience because it's not easy being away yeah. from your parents. So, how was, like, tell us about that time. What caused you to come here and, like, what was the experience and also share mine? Okay, so I moved. So, when I moved to Jersey, I just turned 16. Mm-hmm. Um. And I moved because my father was sick, and then he moved back to Africa. And so I moved here with my sister. That's kind of what in, or influence started mm-hmm. started the move here. And when I told you I was very hesitant about like coming to Jersey, because I was very comfortable with being mm-hmm. in New York. And just moving, just the thought of moving to Jersey, like I'll tell my friends, like, oh, I don't want to go. Can you guys um, take me in? I was like very, mm. very adamant about not coming to Jersey because I didn't want to. You know, when you're comfortable in your lifestyle, yeah. Kinda, like, you know, New York. You don't in New York is a very independent. Yes. You know, like I was yes. very, especially like I, I shared that sentiment because for me, when I had honestly. Let me just be very honest. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I wasn't so happy. Nope. It's like you time, don't realize it until like years later, like oh my god, yes. I'm still in New York right now. Where would my life be? So different. Yes. So different. yes. Like same thing with with you. I was my parents also had to move back home. They had to go to Ghana because they had retired, and I think they gave us till September first to move out of the house we were living in because we we're living in the mission house technically. So many of you guys know. A lot of you guys don't know. My father is or was a, an apostle, a pastor, and um, he had served his church for about thirty-eight years. So when he retired, we were still in the home for about seven more years. But he was no longer the active pastor. So they kind of did give us grace for us living there for so long. But at that time, they wanted the current pastor to come and live in the home. So we had to move. At this moment, you know, my brother is married with kids. My sister is, has her kids. My other sister is also married with kids it's not easy to kind of let's say that you know who's like my parents are going to go live with them so by god's grace my uh god bless our pastor who was my my brother he um took upon the challenge to build them their house and back home and by god's grace by the time it was time for us to move the house was getting ready was almost finished and they moved back home 
But the thing for me, same thing with you, I had to move in with one of my siblings. And the crazy thing is that, and I just want to shout out my sister in love, Diane, Diane, God bless you so much. Because a lot of people don't know that she was the one who actually, you know, really pushed for me to come and live here with my brother and his wife. So, so, <laughs> but yeah, so that's and that's I'm always I always that's one thing I do respect. I always because first of all, in laws, yeah. you know, it's not always an easy relationship. Yeah. But for you know, one to give up her home and say, you know, yeah, let your little sister come and live with us, despite my many many flaws. You know, she really <laughs> opened her home to me. Her and my brother, they let me live with them. But I was still very uncomfortable very uncomfortable because in jersey you have to have a car you have to drive it was like the most annoying yes yes because new york you have the the system the the bus the the train metro north taxis everything everything is so accessible like all the grocery stores they're so they're so close yes you could just walk if you want like i've walked from you remember where leaving college was bedford Mm -hmm. park and you remember where i used to live tremont yeah i used to walk back and forth to school because I was a walker too. Yeah, that's why when I gain, came back, gain all this double chin. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't walk. But it wasn't easy. It was very, and I feel like okay. So when I first, when I was on the in the journey, no pun intended, to move to Jersey, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna get my license. Cause I always wanted to drive anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do all this. No, you know, I won't. I'll be fine. But. Nah, girl, me it, too. It took a minute. I was like, me as soon as I get here, I'm gonna get my license. Same. I'm gonna get a car. Little did I know how. We got our license the same year too. Did yeah. you get it August too or July? I got mine in May. In May, okay, I got May mine in August. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was before you graduated. Yeah, I got mine in August. So you, you know, you can imagine two years. I couldn't. I didn't go do my eyebrows. <laughs> I could no because like. Who's gonna take me? Who's gonna wait for me yeah. to? And I did not want. I did not yeah. want to be that kind of and it was burden. Really, like annoying, maybe not annoying, but I didn't want to. F- I've been independent for so long mm. in New York. Like, I didn't want to feel like I had to depend on. It somebody. messes with your ego, man. Yeah, because I felt like oh, I've been doing this for myself all this time. I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in Jersey. It's like you, you, need, you need somebody. Yes, you yep. need somebody. Yep. And the crazy. So, how was your relationship like with the sibling you moved in with? So, when I moved in with my sister, mm-hmm. shout out to Leonie. We love you or whatever. Oh, yo, for real. She's one of like the biggest supporters of the journey. So, yeah. Shout out to We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so, even before I moved to Jersey, mm-hmm. I was so against moving in with my sister. Mm. And I feel like it's because, so my sister and I grew up apart mm-hmm. so she lived in jersey i lived in new york mm-hmm. so even just that alone was already one barrier to like a relationship our differences. yeah another thing is we're 12 years apart so like karen and her sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the age thing is also another barrier but when i first moved to jersey it was like we were at it i was very because so <laughs> i grew up with my dad alone like in the same house so i had this only child mentality so i felt like Anything that I wanted, I would get. Because, mm. you know, you mm. know how dads are with their girls. You know, if you want this, no, they dead. give it. Oh. <laughs> you want Sorry, something, daddy. give it to you. You know. So I was like that. But when I came here, Loni was, like, she wasn't, like, mean or anything. I just felt some type of way because she didn't she didn't treat me the same as she did in New York. But she was, mm. she was teaching me how to, like, 
Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You should teach like how to live life. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to always... be a brat. <laughs> <laughs> In other words. <laughs> she was teaching me how to sorry, She was teaching her not to be a spoiled brat. That's what yeah. she was teaching her not to do. That's to be. Yeah, like she was very because with my dad, like my dad worked a lot, so I was by myself a lot. So mm-hmm. I got to make my own rules. That's mm-hmm. what it was. So I got to like leave when I wanted, come home when I wanted, uh, make my own rules, go wherever I wanted. Right. But with Leonie, like she was more tough on me, mm-hmm. and I felt very like against that because coming from when you can do whatever you yeah. want, and so not somebody this. telling you what to do, mm-hmm. it was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Why are you telling me what to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I can do whatever I want, but, you know, it's a learning process. So. Yeah. First getting here, oh, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, Same for me. Yeah. Same for me. I know when um when I got here, I remember in New York, I used to, like, I, I want to say I was a good girl. I am a good person. Like, I feel like there's a lot of things that I haven't done, I haven't tried. You know, I don't want to say yet because I won't try them. <laughs> but... I feel like relatively I was a good girl. It's just that I used to stay out late. And even me staying out late, my excuse was that I was in church, mm-hmm. which I was. I was. I was in church. It's just that I was staying out late. Like, I'll come home like 2 a.m. Hey. I didn't come home at 2 a.m. That would probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but my excuse was that I'm at church, you know? Because, like, there were certain things that I was doing. I would go to a friend's house and stay there, like, you know, till late before I come home. Things like this were bothering my mom and my dad, and they had, you know, unbeknownst to me, they were telling my brother. Oh. And, uh-oh. <laughs> so when I moved here, I remember there was one day I actually went to one of our sister's houses, and my brother was like, uh, I stayed there, like, too late. And he was like, uh, that stuff that you were doing in New York, that ain't gonna fly here. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny? Just recently, Leonie was telling me like how my dad just told like, I was staying out late stuff like that, but I didn't know that until I didn't know that me. either until he told me too. And I was like, "Hey, so daddy, you been telling <laughs> my sister?" I'm like, "I've been staying out." I mean, my father wasn't okay, man. But you know, that thing kind of, kind of, it kind of made me feel some type of way because I'm like, even if it's not like that, you're already putting a preconceived notion into the person's, yeah, you know, mind. So like, my brother was already expecting that it happened once, but after that, he said, "Be straight," and you know. When it's like nine o'clock, I'm like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> you know? But um, I was doing a lot to be honest. I think there was a time. There was a time I told my mom I was helping someone move. I ended up in Rhode Island. Hey. Yeah, I ended up in Rhode Island, and then my, the people I was with thought my parents knew. So it was like, yeah, it became a whole big deal. My mom didn't talk to me for days. Wow. But um, and this was like all before I was coming to Jersey. So it's like I guess you know it. She was kind of like. I won't say warning, but she was warning. Um, and at the time, I was a teenager as well, so uh, I, I was I had just turned nineteen. So you know, I thought I was like an adult or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, when I came here, I felt like I didn't want to burden. So another sidebar: my my brother. Ever since I've known him, or ever since apparently, ever since he came here, I was one. When he came here, like I like left my parents' bedroom. To like be with him, like everything was him. I I I adored him. I still do, you know. And it was always just like I have that utmost respect for him and for everything about him. So it's like it was hard for me to even ask questions. Like maybe like I want to go here, or I want to do this. So when it come, came to like my health, getting checkups, I would never say anything mm-hmm. because 
he would have to drop me or like someone had to pick me up because I didn't have that liberty. Because in New York, I could just take a bus and go to my doctor's appointments or I could just walk up the street, go get my eyebrows done. Or like if I want to get my nails done or something like that. But like I felt, I felt maybe he would have, he would have if I asked. But I had this, you know, preconceived notion that that it was too stupid to go and ask about. So like I would never, I used to use Nair for my eyebrows. Like Mm -hmm. if if I felt sick, I'll keep it to myself because, you know, I didn't want to go to the, I don't, because even if you have a doctor's appointment and they take you, this is me, this is what I was thinking. If you have a doctor's appointment and they take you, are they going to sit there and wait for you to finish? Yeah. You know, and I wasn't working. So Uber, Lyft, all of that, like it was a lot. So I know for me, it was a struggle, you know, and even I remember I stayed in my room a lot the first couple of months. The first month I cried every night, every night. I cried every night, not because it was, it was everything. It was just the move, leaving my comfort zone, leaving my friends, my my friends. Overwhelming. Yes. You know, living with, um, you know, there's a difference between seeing your nieces and nephews and your brother, your sister-in-law all the time, but living with them was so, like, I had my room to myself in New York, but then over here, like, my nieces and nephews, like, burst into the room and do whatever they want to do. You know, like, all of that was so overwhelming that, like, every night, and then I missed my parents. Yeah. I miss them so much. The funny thing is that you never know what you have until you lose it. Oh. Because at home, yo, in New York, I was like, oh, like get out of my life. Like, I, I, I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> but then when I came here, I really, really yeah. missed them. You look back and you're like, dang, maybe I should have. Yeah, treated them better. Done this, shouldn't have done mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's like, I know with me and my dad, because my mom, I lost my mom when I was four. So she's been me and my dad since 2005. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I feel like me and my dad were pretty close though, but I was just in those years, you know, when you get rebellious or whatever. Yeah, teenage and, girl years are terrible, horrible. <laughs> and I felt like I was in that like stage of my life where I was just kind of like, no, don't talk to me. I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what to do. But then, like, what was your age difference with your dad? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was born in '54. Oh wow. Yeah, so he's a lot older than me. So. 64, 70, 80, 90. Are you about to count? What year were you born, please? Oh, 01. So, like 46 years? Something like that. Or 47 years. 47 years. 47 years. Math geniuses. (laughs) Yeah. See if I'm right. Something like that. He was a lot older than me. And he was also, so I was born. In America, and he was also born back home. That's another barrier. Culture difference, age gap. My dad and I are. My dad was born in forty one. Oh wow! Yeah, so my dad and I, we are fifty seven years apart. Forty seven, fifty seven. You see, <laughs> wow! <laughs> it just keeps unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we find out new stuff every day. So we're fifty seven. So same thing. It was hard to relate to him because he yeah. he was you know and older people they're set in their ways you know and yeah. But even with that though, I feel like me and my dad were close, but I just didn't realize it until he left. And mm-hmm. I was like, like everyone talks to my dad about something. Like this is one thing I used to do. But like, daddy, I have a question. He'd be like, how many? And I always like that's <laughs> one of the things that I always keep with me. Like oh. you know, I'll be like, oh, somebody have. It's like, hey, hey, sorry, the English is not coming. <laughs> Like I always feel like when I have kids and they be like, "Oh, mommy, I have a question." But like, how many? You know, Aww, just to kind of like have yeah, kind of let that something, yeah, yeah, something pass on. I, I, I. Hmm. One thing uh, I do cherish about my dad was that he tried. I didn't like it, but he tried. Yeah, he tried to instill God's word in me. He did. 
he did. I hated it, man. Like yeah. the way he went about it. You know, sometimes, you know, just talking to my dad, I'm like, oh, daddy, same thing. I'm going to talk to you. How about what? <laughs> and I'm just like, forget it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that's what I, I used to talk to my mom more than my dad. But the thing with my dad is that, like, I cherish my father. Like, yeah. I cherish him so much. Like, he's just like, he's like my little, he's like my baby. Oh, oh. well, it makes sense. I'm named after his mom. Oh well, <laughs> so he's like no, like that's how that's how I love him. Like he's my ch- like like your son, like my like child, yeah, like, like my baby. Like I don't want anything to happen to him. I love him so much, but then you know when it comes to talk, I'm just like oh Lord, like me love. You know, I'm just playing. <laughs> but like, so when you first came, were you in contact with your dad a lot? So you know how back home it's like hard to mm-hmm, get stuff mm-hmm. situated. So it took a while before I got to talk to my dad. Maybe like this is like months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I first got his number, I called him. I was like, hey, daddy. And he was like, who's this? <laughs> and I was like, it's me. Because he didn't, it's been like, it's been months. So, like, and he didn't know that, like, I had his number. Oh. So I kind of called him and I was like, oh, hey. And he was like, who's this? And I'm like, it's Antonia or whatever. He's like, Tototo. That's what he called me. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, he was like, oh my God. He was like, so happy to hear him. I'm like, oh my goodness. Now that you're gone, it's like, mm. sad, but. You know, just one of those things. Right. But it was cool. I talked to him, like, it wasn't very often, but, like, when I did talk to him, it was kind of, like, catching up. Like, oh, I remember when I got my first job, I called him. I was like, Daddy, I got a job. He's like, oh, my God, where are you working? Stuff like that. So, Aww. you know, stuff. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, my, my dad, when you get on the phone, I'm like, hey, Daddy. Oh, hey, Kellen. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Kellen. And I'm like, I'm doing good. How's school? School's good. Are you working? Yeah. Okay. I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, okay. That's it? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but like with my mom, I'm like, my mom will ask me questions. Like, what's going on with this? What's going on with that? What's going on with this? And, you know, we'll have a conversation and all that stuff. So, but even when I first came, it wasn't, I wasn't like, the crazy thing is that I was crying every night because I missed them, but I wasn't talking to them on the phone. Yeah. It was so weird. Like, you, it, this is people, these are people, I remember that those. I had my phone and my mom, I had my mom's picture as my screensaver. I would look at it and cry. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I would just cry. Like, I miss my mom. Like, just say, like you know, like the cry where you're talking. You're like, I miss my mom. Like, stuff like that. And my siblings are sleeping in the next room. Like, and they don't know, they don't know what's going on. Either, and I couldn't tell like, them. And I felt ungrateful because it's yeah. like, they're taking me in rent free. And here you are, like, crying. Crying, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if we, well, let me speak for myself. I feel like if I had shared. Like yeah. they wouldn't they have been judgmental. They would have understood. Yeah, because it's not easy, you know, leaving your family that you've been with, leaving some a place of comfort that you've been for so long. It's not easy. Change is so difficult. Yeah. Change hurts. Change is hard. Oh. But sometimes it's for the best because yeah. I can tell you, like, I love who I am today. Well, some parts of myself. Yeah. I love who <laughs> I am today, and like, I, I wouldn't know what I know now. I wouldn't be able to speak with confidence the way I do now. If I didn't move here. Yeah. I always think about, like, I think often about how, like, moving to Jersey has changed me as a person, mm-hmm. but for the better. Mm-hmm. Something like all the new people I met, mm-hmm. everything I've learned, like, how I've grown to l- love myself. Oh, well, <laughs> we're still working on it. Yeah. It's a journey. No pun, no pun intended. intended. <laughs> it's a journey. But, like, I wanted to talk about um, our relationships with that, because I think that's what we're studying, and then we kind of, like, geared off. Yeah. But, like... When we moved here, mm-hmm. right, um, 
it was not easy adjusting to no. our environment, to our siblings, to, you know, everything. What can you look back then and see what has changed and how it is now? Like what happened? What's the story behind that? I think me and my sister, without going into, well, I mean, it's not really much to go into, but I feel like we got to a point where it's just so much, mm. like, tension. Yeah. It kind of like, mm. like you walk in the room and then you see the other person, you're like, oh, oh my goodness. Well, that's how I felt. Let me speak for myself, not my wow. sister. Wow. Yeah. I felt very, I had a lot of like, not hatred, maybe hatred, <laughs> but I felt very angry to my sister, but it was for like internal reasons. Mm. And then once I realized the internal re- those internal reasons and I brought them out like into life and I like explained or talked to myself about it, it's like everything just kind of like calmed down a little. Mm-hmm. And now my sister, like we're still working our relationship, but like mm-hmm. it's a lot better than when I first got here. Right. Um, which is, you know, good. We're still improving. We always have, you know, room to improve. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we're talking now, we're laughing now, you know, we relate to stuff. Even if, you know, we're just sitting, um, it's comfortable. Like before we'll sit in the same room, we'd be uncomfortable. Mm. Like for me, at least, let me, I'm speaking for myself, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, like even at home, we'd be sitting in the same room. We don't like talk or say anything to each other. And I just be there and I'm like, I just have this feeling of like an uneasiness and I'm like, mm. but she's my sister. Like, why right, do I feel like right. this? But now it's a lot better. I feel very comfortable. I'm like free to do what I, you know, want. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm trying to shield myself mm-hmm. as much as I was when I first got here. Wow. So that's a major improvement over, you know, first moving to Jersey. Wow. Thank God. Amen. So if there was someone out there who is having, you know, because, okay, before before I say that, before I ask that question, because we will wrap up soon, like, this, this is a real-life problem, you yeah. know, like, familial issues, because there could be someone who is out there that is living in the same house with their sibling, doesn't talk to them, or living in the same house with their parents, or even left home because they don't want to be with their parents anymore. Can you tell me how many times I've left home? Is- what? Oh. Rewind what? Yeah. Okay. Not like okay. Yeah. Yeah. You better say the story well. (laughs) Okay. So I'll share one time I left home. Um. So this is like it wasn't recent. This is like oh man, of course. But wait, wait, wait. Even when you moved to Jersey? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is like it was snowing that day. So it was like November, something like that. November, December. This is like last year. So, like, it's recent. It's pretty recent. <laughs> yeah, so I was, I don't know, I think me and my sister. I knew one. One. But that was earlier this year. Which one was that? Oh, well, remember we were standing here, we were talking, and then we both started crying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so this was last year in the wintertime because it was snowing that day. Mm-hmm. I, my, I don't know what, I don't remember what happened, which is the craziest part because, like, you fight and then you, you're like, what was the fight about? So my sister and I, we weren't talking for, it was like, at least like a week and a half now, two weeks, something like that. And then um, we weren't talking, but I had an event to go to for work. Oh, that was this year. Was it? Earlier this year, it was like February, before COVID happened. Really? I feel like it was last year. Or No, it was, it was last year. You know why? Because... That day that we did the meeting was like the first week of January. Uh, That's when uh, you told me about it. Yeah. So maybe so, it was like December. Yeah. One of the, a winter month. 
Um, so yeah, I had an event to go to for my job. Um, like we do like these annual like outings or whatever. I didn't tell her and I was just kind of like, you know, I went to go get ready and everything. I came out, didn't say a word to her, grabbed my bag. She's like, if you leave, you can't come back. And I was like, okay. So I left. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Not exposing Leonie or anything, but like, I get it. She was upset. Yeah. Because of when emotions probably something that I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I left. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have like, I don't, I just left. It was snowing really hard. Like the roads are covered. Went to this event. I feel like everything was okay. I'm very good mm. at like masking how I'm feeling around other people. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I've been doing it for a long time, but I'm trying to become better at just expressing how I feel. But yeah, I left. I don't know what happened. I went to the event, went to the restaurant for the for my job thing or whatever. And then I I had went with a friend and then I didn't even tell them about it. Like I just came back home. Like I dropped off their, my friend and I came back home. And then I was just in like our apartment complex, just like in the lobby, just waiting for something to happen. Something like I don't know. But then I called and I texted my friend. And I was like, oh, just a lot of my friends like oh i ran away from home ran away from home <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my friends her name is sanaya shout out to sanaya so she came i took an uber to her house and then she was like i was like crying i was bawling my eyes i was telling her how i feel she's like you know it's okay blah 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 and then yeah which god bless you yeah i called her no i think she called me i don't remember what happened and then she came in and i went to her house and i stayed overnight she told me how ridiculous i was being i was like yeah, but you don't know what happened. I was trying to justify my actions, but it's my actions yeah. are unjustifiable at this mm-hmm. point. Because, like, what are you running away from home for? But, you know, I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was upset. So, you know, I just thought that like, maybe I just needed a breather. But that was probably the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then I, I don't know, I came home. Like, the, no, the next day we had church, I think. And the next day we had church in the morning. I didn't want to go home. Because I don't know if I was feeling, like, guilty mm-hmm. or like something like that i didn't want to go home and then i went home after Looney left and then i got ready really quickly and then we came to church and then i think we talked to pastor mm-hmm. and then pastor was like he was really stirring me he was like i don't like what you're doing you need to stop mm. and i think from that day that's when i was like oh my gosh like this can't be happening again yeah and so after that's kind of just like you know that's when i looked into my own self and i tried to figure out like what is wrong mm-hmm. and then we communicated about it and now we're fine i don't have any reasons to run away <laughs> <laughs> no but looking like in hindsight like that was really dumb like i don't know what i was thinking mm-hmm. like what are you what are you doing mm-hmm. like your sister's the only family you have mm. so if you went from your family who are you gonna go to and i think that's the, yeah that's what we want to this episode is kind of stressing upon because, you know, like we were talking about with the Miss K's music tips about how God only dwells in a place where there's unity and peace. Same thing in our families. There's no way that we can come to church and act like everything is fine when everything's totally wrong in our in our homes. Yeah. And because it feels fake. It, it, feels it is like, fake. It is very fake. And, and what you're saying, it's of like, course. You're in church around all these people and you're acting like, oh, everything's, everything's fine, but everything's not fine. And you can see like the... You can like you can see when two people are not like on the of same course, boat, like on the same level, like of when you're course. on different, like you know, you can see it, and it's like kind of awkward. And you want to talk to this person, and yeah. You're like, mm, are you okay with so and so? And you're like, yeah, we're fine. But in reality, but it's nothing, like, yeah, because yeah. I, I, especially with what you said, you know, the last thing you said that if you're running away from your family, who are you gonna go to? 
Yeah. Like, because the person that you think is your best friend that, you know, has your best interest. I'm not, not to say, because the Bible does say that there are some friends that stay closer than a brother, you know? So I'm not discrediting friendships, but nobody got you like your family. Yeah. Nobody has you like your family. And like, we were talking about that before we started recording today, that if, God forbid, I were to die, and my pastor says it all the time, God forbid, if I was, a, I was to die today, yes, it will hurt you. You would cry. You'd be upset because we're close. We have, yeah. we're, we're friends and all. But after five years, you're probably not going to think about me. The way yeah. my, pe- the way you're, fa- no, no. <laughs> I'm saying yes. in general. Yes, 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 yes. The, I'm just saying. <laughs> The way my family will be like, oh, Karen used to like that. Or, oh, green. Oh, that's Karen's favorite color. Yeah. Or, oh, my God, Karen did this one time and it was fun. Because they're my family. They've known me ever since I was a baby. So my it folks. would hurt them. Like, it would hurt them worse than it would hurt my friend or my followers, followers yeah. or the journey people. You guys, they will, you miss me. Oh. My fault. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You know, like. So nobody has you in your family. I remember there was a situation that happened like shortly after I came here with my ex-boyfriend. And um, you're probably watching, but you know, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The situation happened with um, my ex and it became this whole big thing with um, my family and him and his family. So when um, I think I had to, at the time, when I was in New York, right before I came here, I was very, like, I was, I was hurt by a lot of things that were going on. Like, the decision for me to come here was not, like, something that I agreed about. Same thing with you. I did not agree on it. It was just, like, boom, boom, pow. Like, yeah, we're making the decision for you. You have to move. Oh, you know? So, it was, like, you felt powerless. I, I felt very, and I didn't like that feeling because in my head, I was independent. Yeah. I was over 18. I could do what I wanted. I was in college. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of emotions surrounding that moment. So I remember at the time, I could talk to him. And I was like, oh, I hate the way my mom does this to me. I, I hate too. the way um, my 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 brother makes me feel. Or, like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable moving in with my brother because this, this, is You know, like, you know, teenage girl syndrome. Like, that's what I was doing. <laughs> you know? I was I was venting to him. So when this issue popped up, to cut a long story short, my brother went um, to talk to him and he told my brother everything that I had ever told him in confidence. Everything that I had ever opened up to him about, like as someone first, like even not just as my boyfriend, but as a confidant, like you as someone that I'm trying to like, you know, express myself to. to, And then you told everything I told him to my brother. But my brother, who is a man of so much class and wisdom, yo, they don't know about it. They don't know about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My brother handled the situation because this was news to him, like how I was feeling because I wasn't open enough to my family, which is another thing we'll talk about soon. But like, I was not open enough to them. I was not transparent with them. How I felt, I would never tell them anything. I was always telling outside people. Yeah. Not good. But that's what I was doing. So it was news to him. He had every right to react in any bad way, like kind of like, oh, she said that, eh? And then come say, you're out of my house. You know, stop, you know, he yeah. could have done that. But Pastor, God bless you so much. Mm-hmm. I love you. And I don't think I've ever even said, I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, God bless him so much because he, at that moment, defended me yeah. and was like, you know, 
Karen was feeling that way because every, she was blindsided by everything that happened. So he defended me and then pretty much kind of like told him that he should understand how I was feeling. My brother understood how I was feeling. And then he he like kind of defend, like I keep saying, he kept defending me and then told the guy to stop what he was doing, you know, in a very um, stern manner. Came home, came home, told me what happened. And then this is what he said that kind of like changed my perspective. He was like, Karen, you see how you opened up to somebody and they just aired out your dirty laundry, but realized that it was about me and I still defended you. And I was quiet and I was listening to him. And he was like, and then he said in this words that I keep saying that nobody got you like family. Yeah. Like nobody at the end of the day, like that. yes, he, nobody would. Because at the end of the day, like, who are you living with right now? Who is taking care of you? Who's defending you when people are saying all this nonsense about you? So it's like, that's where my thing realized that. I think that's where my phrase, nobody got you like family, came in. Because nobody got you like family. Honestly. Like, even now, like, I'm realizing, like, as I'm growing in, like, with myself or mm-hmm. growing with my sister. Like, I'm realizing things now that I... Like, for example, um, when I, so I got into a car accident, first person I thought of to call my sister. Mm. Like, I'm thinking back, every time I, like, think of something small like that, I'm like, call your sister first, call your sister first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have all these friends, but would they come and um, help you if of course something not. happened like that to of you? Of course not. It's always your sister, your family, because nobody got you like your family. Nobody got you like your family. And, you know... Uh, remember I had asked you, but we're, we're not talking about that just yet. But like being transparent and honest with your family is that's another thing that you know I want us to talk about because with this recent issue of uh, my friend who passed away, it's like my family has been there for me more than anybody could ever be because I told them about this friend that I have mm-hmm. and. I didn't I didn't hide anything. Every everything that I do when it comes to the journey, when it comes to school, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to um, my personal life, they're the first people I talk to. You know, I run to them with everything. So like they they are they are aware of everything that is going on in my life. So if something were to happen, it's not like, oh, we're blindsided. Karen was doing this and we didn't know. They know. Mm. They know. <laughs> and that's one thing that I wish. You know, people our age, our ages in this generation, like the, what are we, Gen Z or Gen X? I always, I always say not Gen X. What's Gen I think X? Gen, I think Gen X is like 80s, 70s. I think they're after boomers. Millennials. Yeah. Millennials yeah. and Gen Z. Sorry. Millennials. <laughs> yeah, that's right before millennials. I think I'm Gen Z and you're millennial. No, I'm Gen Z. Oh. Millennial begins. I mean, 98? Yeah, Gen Z begins in 94. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're Gen Z. Wow. So walking up to Z. Hmm? Walking up to Z. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. <laughs> Jenny? Nah. Look at the What is it? Um, what happens in Revelations? Amen. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Um, ju- no. Genesis. No, 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 no. What happens in Revelation? Like, the end of... Like when Jesus comes, like it's judgment the, day. Yeah. Like so wasn't there like a word for it? Like Armageddon? 
Forget Whatever. it. Whatever. that part out. <laughs> anyway. Gen Z. Yes. <laughs> this generation... <laughs> This generation, we are we have been very, very, very um, ignorant. Yeah, very ignorant because, and this is something Pastor talks about all the time. Like we're so concerned with the number of likes we get, social media comments, social media followers, how many subscribers we get on YouTube. Like we're so focused on that that we forget that there are a group of people that are in our lives that are there forever. Like, you know, we forget about our families and tend to gravitate towards outsiders because they tell us what we want to hear. And my mom was always, or my mom always used to tell me that, Karen, the reason why you're upset with what I tell you is because it's something you don't want to hear. And the truth hurts. Yeah. Especially if I'm living in a if I'm living a lifestyle that I want to live. If you're telling me otherwise, of course I'm gonna be upset. But sometimes the best the best person to tell you what you're doing wrong is someone who is ahead of you. And my, this is one of my my quotes. I always say this. This one day I said it myself. <laughs> I did not. This is copyrighting it. Yes, this Shame is copyright. That yes, experience is the best teacher, but it doesn't have to be your experience that teaches you. It could be somebody else's experience that teaches you. So sometimes our parents have been through this. That our parents have been young before. There's a saying in tree that. A child has never been an adult, but an adult has been a child. Mm-hmm. So they know what, you know, they know, especially the feelings that we, let's be plain and simple. They know these feelings that we get in our, like these hormonal changes <laughs> that are happening to us while puberty and all these stuff hits. They know it because they've been through it. Maybe their time was different from our time, but it's still the same physiological changes in the body that is going on. So they know what is going on. It's just that. Like I said, they, they they don't know how to explain well. Yeah. But we tend to feel like those who are my age that are going through the same thing, they're the best people to consult with because we're going through the same thing. But they've been through it already and have dealt with it. So advice from peers. That, there's this thing, um, peer groups. Peer groups. Peer groups are not the most beneficial. Yes you know, to receive advice from. So I'm saying all of this to come say, um, like I'm saying all of this to come back to the fact that, you know, our families, our people, or our family is a group of people that always has your best interest uh-huh. at heart. Regardless of how we may feel about it or, or you know, what we make of the situation, whatever, like, decision that they're making you have or whatever decision that they're telling you to make or whatever aspect of your life that they're trying to like lord over you about <laughs> they know they know you know they they know what's, what's best for you and I think that's one thing that I want us this generation to kind of come back to that our best friends should be our family members because at the end of the day take my situation with my ex you know as an example my ex was able to air out my dirty laundry to you know to my brother so who, so who knows family. to my own family so who knows who else he could have said it to not say I'm cool with him now so you know I don't <laughs> You, you know, don't like, take offense. don't take offense. It's just a, it's a teaching experience. Yeah. You know, so like he was able to say things that I had said to him in confidence and say it to my family member, say it to whoever else he may have said it to. But my family member will never, ever take something I say to them in confidence and take it. Where are they taking it to? They don't have anyone to take it to. You know, so I think that's why the title of the show, <laughs> that's why the title of the show is Importance of Family because God respects family. And even, even his word tells us that 
there's no way that a leader, you can't be a leader in the house of God or come serve in the house of God if your family is a mess. Yeah. You have to make sure that your house is in order before you come to you know church and serving and doing whatever things. So God really, really respects family. He had, he he um, honors family. Honors. He honors family. He honors family. So if there was someone out there who's our age or younger, teenager, or even someone who's older, because like I said, you know, experience is the best teacher. It could be someone else's experience. And sometimes it could be a younger person teaching an older person something. Mm-hmm. So if if there's somebody who's watching or listening who has an issue with their family member or who is struggling to maintain a peaceful relationship with their family, based on your experience and based on what we have learned so far in God's word and whatever you know now, what would you tell them? Um, I would just say to just take it easy, like look into yourself and see what's really bothering you. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you can think that small things are bothering you, but there's something deep within you. That's like you've harbored in your heart mm-hmm. that's bothering you. So, you know, talk to like another family member or even, I know what helped me a lot was talking to pastor. Mm-hmm. So a spiritual leader. Yeah. Spiritual leader, spiritual father, spiritual mother. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to them because they can, you know, they're also your parents. Um, and they can also show you in the word of God, like mm. why you should do this, why you shouldn't do this, or why it's why it's good to love your family and have your family by your side. Mm-hmm. Um, also say to write things down if you can't speak things out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you write things down, you like you put more on paper than what you can say in words. That's true. So, you know, writing things down helps a lot. And just, you know, just remember that your family is like literally all you have. Like even if you have millions of friends, thousands of followers, at the end of the day, your family is your family. Like they can't go anywhere. Like they have your back like nobody else does. And you know, your family is people your family are people who will love you for who you truly are. Mm, they have no Money choice. Is, oh, I mean they have no choice, but you know, your family, like even through all your flaws, mm. through everything that you've been doing wrong, mm-hmm. they still love you. Right. Even if you don't see it know that they always still love and you also love them if you don't if you act like you're on top mm-hmm. you know they still love you, you still love them that was some Ghanaian English man <laughs> <laughs> if you're on top <laughs> oh so I'm, I'm, I'm learning mm. I'm learning she's like half Ghanaian brother seriously point. at this point at this point <laughs> at this juncture <laughs> yeah I don't say see family's all you have yeah like if yep. everybody was to be erased from your life your family, you can't erase them. Yeah. That's why I think I keep stressing, you know, to the that that point that you can never in in your family history you can never be erased. Yeah. Like in your family, everybody knows that. For example, when um when Chadwick Boseman died, mm-hmm. now look at all these people. His high school now his high school now wants to do a scholarship foundation, whatever, whatever for him. They want to tear down a, a Confederate statue and put his statue up there. They're only doing that because he was famous. Yeah, you know, and and that's the reality of the fact. They're only doing that because he was famous, and it was like, oh, he used to go to our school, and he's the now he was a Black Panther, so now you know he's dead. Let's do this for him, whatever, whatever. Like a memorial. Yes, you know, but the thing is that it the normal person, your high school don't remember who you are. No, your college doesn't even. Your college has so many students; they don't remember who you are mm. to even say, "I'm going to name a scholarship after Karen Sion." You know, they don't know who I am. They I'm just another 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 yes, in a crowd. In a crowd, they're not gonna remember me after I graduate. 
but in my family's hearts, I will forever be etched into their memories. Like, even if they don't want it, even if they don't want to remember me, they have to remember me because in the history of my family, Karen Sian was there. She existed. I existed. You know, so like, I think that's where I want our listeners, our our watchers, (laughs) (laughs) our viewers, our watchers, hey, our all of the above, our audience, audience, audience. That's why I want our audience to kind of understand. So I, I think, just look. It, it's not easy. It's not. I won't lie and say it's easy, especially if you already had a very tumultuous relationship with your family. It's not easy because I was sharing with um, the team members, th- those of us that were here, our camera girl and Tony. Where I was telling them that how I used to detest my sisters. Like. Mm-hmm. I love, I've always loved my brother, but my sisters, oh my gosh. Gosh, not even gosh. 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 <laughs> I, you know, and it, it, it's like, for no reason in Seoul. Mm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't for any reason. It was, there was no, petty, yes. You know, so, things. and even when um, my big sister, my eldest sister, when she came to live with us here in Jersey, even even now, sometimes it takes a minute, but like it took in the beginning, I remember I used to complain to my sister, the one that's been t- between us, I used to complain to her. I was like, oh my God, my sister's annoying. Da, 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 da. She so she used to like give me advice and kind of talk to me and like help me out with stuff like that. But like the reason why was because technically growing up, my I knew her that she was my sister, but once I became very cognizant, like at the age maybe four or five, she moved out the house. Mm. So when she moved out the house, you know, she would come back from time to time, we used to visit her and all that stuff, but we never had that relationship that yeah, me and Nanama, way. my elder sister, were having. Remember I told you guys that right before she got married and moved away is when we started to get closer to because she was more around than my other sister was. Now, my other sister was technically my favorite sister because, like, she used to let me do whatever I wanted as a kid. But when she moved in and, you know, we're living together, it's the first time I'm pretty much living with her. She doesn't know who I am because she knows me as her baby sister, Karen. But now I've grown up, I'm evolving as a young woman, and she, like, she she doesn't know what I like, what I don't like, my pet peeves. She doesn't know me like that. And I didn't know her like that. Mm-hmm. So now that we're living together, it was hard for us to kind of adjust to each yeah, other. It's like getting to know someone new. Yes. You know? It's like like when you first move in with like a roommate or something. Yes. The little little things that they do piss you off. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the stuff I did piss her off. A lot of the things she did piss me off. But one thing that kept me in line was that, first of all, she's my big sister. I have to respect her. Number two, she's my family. Like, there's no way I can get rid of her. She's my family, you know? So it might be hard to build, you know, build on it. But what thing that I can say to someone kind of like the question I asked, I'm kind of like also answering as well, Mm -hmm. my take on it. One thing that I do do believe in is transparency and honesty. Even if you think it's going to hurt the person, just be honest. Like, tell them, listen, I don't like when you do this. And as Tony is saying, maybe it might be you. Like, it might be, I'm saying that I don't like when you do this, but it's not that what the person is doing is wrong. It's because your perspective of the situation is not that great. So sometimes, like you're saying, look into yourself, you know, check yourself, see, you know, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? Before you even go into, like, you know, hey, this is what, just be open about it. Like, if you keep things, I'm that type of person. 
Yeah. She I thinks. keep stuff within me and then it builds up and it blows up and the person's like, what yeah. the heck just happened? Yeah, because they don't know what happened in that moment. Yes. It's, just, it's been building It's and been building, building, and building. Oh, And then like the smallest, mm-hmm. most insignificant thing mm-hmm. is like explosion. Yes. And, like, and the person's like, but what I what just happened was not that serious. But to you, it is that serious because it's been piling up, piling up and then all of a sudden explosion. So I think that you know, talking, yeah. talking to each other, talking to your spiritual parents, like you're saying, is very, very important, very imperative. And then, like, oh, heal, heal every broken relationship that is in your life. Because for the, I think for the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about my friend who passed away. And I think for a while, it's going to affect me because not just in the sense that he and I were close or that... um his death made me sad. Yeah, it did make me sad, but it made me think mm-hmm. and say, like I said in the premiere, like if my if I'm holding a grudge against Tony and Tony passes away, do you really think I'm gonna be okay for the rest of my life? I will never forgive myself for holding a grudge. Life is so short Seriously. to be holding grudges. Yeah, I, I think that's all that I can say. So at this point, at this at this juncture, <laughs> <laughs> at this point. The way life is going, the world, the way the world is going, we know that Jesus is coming very soon. And even if Jesus doesn't appear in the heavens right now, you can die at any time. Because at yeah. this point, 20-year-olds are dying, 70-year-olds are dying. So your life could be lost at this moment. What What is your relationship like with people? You know, so I think that's one thing that we should think about. You know, in this season, making sure that our relationships are good with people, especially our families. Yeah. Family is the one thing that you cannot get rid of. No matter how hard you try, family is family. Like, you just, there's no way. Even if you feel some resentment or something, your family, something happens to you, your family is always who you will turn to. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember I was watching this show, um, just to put this in there, and then this woman had lost her husband or something. And then, you know, they were... It was her ex-husband, but she was still family to her because you know, they have kids mm. together. So she even buried him in this whole thing because, you know, that's still family. And even if she does it for her husband, how much more for her children, mm-hmm. for her parents? Her siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, family is just, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. you really just can't get rid of them. Yeah. And I think as believers, you know, coming back to that, I'm even thinking that sometimes people create family with people who are not just blood related because family transcends blood. Yeah. You know, family is, family is created, like even church, we're family, we're family, my family, family, they're they're family. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like, I think that's goes back to what God's word says that if it were up to us, we should live peaceably with all men. If it were up to us. So I think the best thing to do is that on your end, just make sure that you're having a peaceful relationship with, with, everybody. with everybody. But especially your family. Especially your family. Yeah. So we're wrapping up. Thanks, Tony, for joining me on the Journey Podcast. So glad to be on here I again know. for my second episode. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be coming up more often. Yes, Yo, I, I feel so um, birdish. <laughs> <laughs> Birdish? You didn't hear that when they used to like, oh, you act like a bird? No. Oh, yeah. It's a bird. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. <laughs> that was like 2014. Yeah. Oh, no, 2011. Hey. Yeah, it was like 2011. I remember I was in high school. <laughs>
But anyway, so thank you so much for listening to the Journey Podcast. We really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you received some kind of, at least one thing, at least if you didn't hear anything throughout the show, we just want to leave you with this, that live peaceably amongst all men, especially your Your family. family. So remember to subscribe on every streaming platform available. As you're watching, subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn on the notification bell so that you can be notified when new episodes drop or when we have an announcement for you guys. Hint, hint. (laughs) And subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and every streaming platform that The Journey is available on. Please check out our website, www.tjpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at thejourney underscore podcast. Like our Facebook page, The Journey Podcast with Karen Sion. So on that note, remember, the fastest winner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest word doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. We love you all. God God bless you all. Stay safe, stay blessed, and have a wonderful week. This is called the journey.